with rising billions, disrupting tradition, always be closing, gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. There is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Cumby and Alan Witch. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Alan Witch. Alan's in the house, as we can see. I'm in the Amazing house. Amazing technology. It is. It's fun to see everybody. It's been a year right? since we've seen everybody, so this is great. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And uh, obviously, our guest today, we did a little promotion be before, um, you know, getting this show on. And so happy he said yes, he'd come back. He, he would come on the show, which I'm excited. We're going to talk about his uh, book, um, uh, Millionaire Success Habits. Success Habits. And I think, uh, you know, quite frankly, this is a book for your shelf, no matter what. Uh, it's an amazing book, and uh, you will get tons out of it. And I have a couple of comments that I made inside the book that I'm going to talk about. But we have lots of questions, Alan. But before we do any of this, let's get at least Dean introduced, and uh, and then we can go at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, for those of you that are on screen, put your hand in front of Dean's face while I introduce him so that it's a <laughs> surprise when you take it away. Yeah, just duck down here. He's gonna <laughs> lean off to the side there. I can just pop no. up, you know, I can start ending. Yeah. We got a we got a great guest. Dean Graciosi is has uh privileged us with uh being part of the show. And for those of you that don't know, Dean is a uh multi-time best-selling author, uh an expert entrepreneur, and really a kind of a whiz bang genius when it comes to real estate and investing in all different process uh prospects within the uh, real estate uh, arena, uh, both from investment to development, to rollout, to flipping and so on and so forth. It's been across the board on all sorts of different media contacts. And so if you don't know his face, you're gonna know it today, but I have a good feeling that uh, most of the audience is very familiar with Dean. So without further ado, Dean, welcome to the show. Uh, it's great to be here, great to be here. I love the technology, this is awesome. We get to go live, I love live. <laughs> Yeah, when you're live, yeah. like you don't have you don't have that ability of like, oh, we could cut that in editing like it's no. it's it's sure. the best. That's what I it love. Is it. What so it let's, is. let's do this. <laughs> We're right here right now. And uh, you're absolutely right. It's it's one of those things. And, you know, I follow you live and, and I love when you come on live because it obviously <laughs> uh, notifies me. Um, but you get like a big crowd on live, and I love mm -hmm. that. Because you said something interesting the other day, and I think that uh, you do a very good job of is storytelling, um, yeah. you yeah. know, and marketing, and 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 how storytelling is is something that you embraced and and use, and and you're a great storyteller, and and that's obviously why people uh, gravitate, uh, you know, to listen to you. But tell us, you know, 
why, and we'll use that same concept because we have yep. probably a new audience in a lot of ways, and hopefully some of your audience is here, and, and hopefully yep. we'll spread this all over Facebook, but mm-hmm. um, tell us a little bit about that concept, and, and, and I do want to get into your book because it's amazing, yeah, like sure. I said, and we've got tons of yeah. questions, but we can go over to the place with Dean, but I want to start Let's with- start there. Um, Let's start there. Yeah. So, okay, so, perfect. So you're saying about storytelling, marketing, sales, any of sure. those? Good? Yeah. Give it. So, yeah. Go. You know, I think even people I know that are in business, yeah, you could just hit go. I'll, you just tell me when to shut go. up and I'll stop talking. You know, uh, you know, I think, I think, you know, I could get in front of a crowd of people, you know, that that pay a hundred grand to be in the room, or people that come free, and it doesn't matter what level people are on. People have this resistance to marketing and sales. I don't know if they were sold, you know, sold something bad in the past, or their 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 way they grew up you know, that selling was not good, but I would bet to say at least, you know, 70% of the people watching right now have an adverse feeling, even though if they do it, if you're successful, if you're watching, you have a business, you're in marketing and sales or else you wouldn't have a business, right? Nothing happens Mm -hmm. without a sale. It's the oxygen of your business. So what I tried to share with people is, let me just back up. I'm not that smart of a guy. I I didn't go past high school. I, I don't, have our, I don't articulate words perfectly, but what allowed me to, to one of the things to be successful is not only do I love what I write, like Christopher, you read my book, you know, every word I painstaked over every word in that book. It wasn't just thrown together. But when I write a book like that, I will do everything in my power to sell it to you. I'll use every strategy, every ability, every <laughs> tactic I can to get someone's credit card, because I know when I get their credit card, I get to change their life. And, and if you're watching and you have your own business, or you want to start a business, or you work for a company and want to evolve, you have to be so passionate about what you're offering that you must learn to sell. You have to. And when someone says the word sell, sometimes we get like a little restrictive. So here's what I want to share with everybody. What if selling was nothing more than redirected passion, right? Like I watch this. Let me tell you. So so think about this. Like I I watch. I get to go on stage and I get to watch other speakers. And I'll watch somebody with the most incredible story, guys. Like like in love with what they have, in love with their book, teaching the crowd. The crowds engage, and then they get Mm -hmm. towards the end of their presentation, and they're going to sell whatever it is they have. And they become yeah. a completely different person. They lock different up person. and it's like, okay, let me go to the sale now. And they're clicking the I link. I don't like this. I don't like the selling. And, and what I say is if selling is nothing more than getting people engaged in something that's better for them. And if you can redirect that passion into selling, then selling becomes two things. Marketing is storytelling and selling is persuasion, right? So Mm-hmm. Most people, if, if someone goes to a good movie and you tell your friend, you're a storyteller. Like, oh my God, I was in the movie and, and this happened and you won't believe this happened here. You're engaged, you're enthusiastic, and you're telling a story. So if you look at marketing right. and storytelling, you tell it with passion. Then take that same passion into the sale, which is really persuading someone to take action. And, and if you can carry that enthusiasm, then it doesn't feel like selling. You're just offering your passion for somebody to buy at a discount, right? If they're buying right. something from you, it's going to enhance their life. They get to go faster. They get the shortcut. They get the blueprint, whatever it is, uh, whatever business you're in or company you work for. Um, it just If you can take that fear away from selling, it's it's the lifeline of a, of a growing company. Right. I hope right. I explained that right. Please ask any questions yeah. that you have. It's perfect. You know, in fact, um, we've got quite a few questions and because this is fairly new, I mean, this is brand new for us as well. We're using new technology. Yeah. We're using a new idea. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Dean, hate to use you as the uh, guinea pig. No, it's all good. But I, I think it's it. going to turn. I think it's going to turn out really well because um, yeah. you know this new technology allows us all to be here and all over yep. the world. Um, well, in this case, all over the United States. And um, I think that we uh, we're, we're showing the um, the audience we're not afraid and afraid for something to go wrong because we'll just figure it out. And you're an easygoing guy. You'll let us off the <laughs> yeah, hook if uh, it doesn't go well. Yeah, I, I <laughs> hey, promise you. Transparency is one of the best characteristics in business anyway. And so Absolutely. why not be transparent, right? Absolutely. Hey, listen, I just, I just gave a speech the other day, and I talked about how enthusiasm, authenticity, and transparency will outweigh mm -hmm. the perfect sales pitch, the perfect presentation, the perfect PowerPoint. Like so many times people think they have to have it all perfect. I don't, it's like having the ability to come and be authentic, enthusiastic and transparent. You'll win every single time. Well, you never have to remember what you say. That's what I like. Yeah, that's it. My grandmother taught me that. Relevant. Yeah, you just, it, 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 it could be the same story, but it doesn't matter. And you don't have to remember who you told it to because it, yeah, it, it's, exactly. it's all completely true and relevant. So I love that. And I don't have that good of a memory anyway. So if I yeah, lied, so I'd have to use Rolodex that I'd have to be able to go through in every conversation. Yeah, lies. <laughs> the, the, yeah, yeah, you don't want to Rolodex yeah. a lie. So, so how, how can we so serve? I know you said you had some questions. Fire yeah. away. Yeah, we have some definitely some questions. We're going to get into that. Um, I know quite a few people posted some things, but I want to ask you a question about the book and sure. uh, to get things started. But I just want to let everybody know that <laughs> Brendan Burchard, if you don't know, um, Brendan, uh, well, I mean, he's probably the biggest followed person on Facebook today um, mm -hmm. and just amazing, had written uh, something on the back of this book that uh, I think is is just um, you know incredible. Succeeding today is harder than ever amid all the noise and complexity of the world. And, and you know, this is social media. I mean, it's yeah. a noisy place. Noisy. That's why you need to have the right habits as the foundation for getting ahead. In this incredibly inspiring and personal book, Dean Graziozzi gives you gives us the key to happier, uh, greater happiness, wealth, and freedom, a must read. This comes from another New York Times bestseller. Also Larry King and, mm. and David Hawk both read, uh, I won't read them out, but uh, wrote something on the back of the book. And that's incredible. You hang out with some incredible people mm -hmm. and yet you went through this life at the beginning that you didn't fit in. Um, yeah. It sounds like, you know, school wasn't your thing. And yet you had this incredible, uh, you know, success um that had allowed you to do what you're doing today and that's helping others and i and i know you're a big advocate of that you wrote something in here that was really interesting and and i and it and it and i offered it up as one of the simple but profound things that i that i read and i want to share it because i thought it's so relevant that it's often overlooked and i think that um in let me see, chapter, uh, if I can find it very quickly here. Um, uh, it doesn't matter. You find it. It's in the middle of the book. <laughs> Write your new story and then say your new story out loud. Tell us, Dean, what that you know means without me going through the, you know, the, 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 yeah, yeah. the information here in the book. But when I read it, it made complete sense. And it was one of those things that go like, Okay, I I get this. You know, probably, and, and it's you lead up to it, obviously in the book. But it was one yeah. of those things that was a was a big pivot for me in the book, for sure. Yeah. So you know, can you if, talk about that? You think about it. Yeah, for sure. You know, here's the thing I want to say is uh, personal development's been around forever. 
I mean, and, <laughs> and there's been so many founders and so many incredible things shared. And, and there's not much new in success habits and personal growth. Mm -hmm. It's the way I look at it, especially for the last five years, three years, especially I burned through a book about every nine days. And what you see is the similar traits for success have been around forever. And the same people who are successful own those habits and own those mm -hmm. traits. But how they stick is how it's delivered. So what I hope right. and I appreciate the comments on the book, Christopher, it's the deliverer of the message that either makes it stick to your ribs and it becomes a part of your life or it was just good listening or good reading. And when I when I sure. wrote that book, like what I hope to do is create stickiness and to kind of boil down success habits so people could see that they could put them in their life. So that that particular section um, about habits or about your story is simply this, like if you're looking from where you are right now, everybody watching, wherever you are, and if you spend the time to know where you really want to be, you wouldn't be watching a show or listening <laughs> to, to something like this if you didn't want another level. You're not just doing this for entertainment. If everything was perfect in your life, you'd be doing something else. <laughs> so right. let's just be honest. You're looking for that competitive edge. These guys are amazing at helping everybody listen, grab those things, right? So there's a spot where you are in your life right now, and there's a spot where you'd like to be. And a lot of times the barrier between where you are and where you want to go is the story we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. If it was a different economy, I'd be okay. If I had different schooling, I'd be okay. If someone would invest in my idea, I'd be okay. If my employees didn't suck shit, for lack of a better word, I'd be okay. <laughs> if, I, if all these things right. – and usually we don't understand that that story just becomes a part of us. Like Again, I'm not the first person to teach this. I just want to be the reminder service because we get in a hip hypnotic rhythm of our days, right? You get up, right. oh, this, this, and all of a sudden it becomes part of our routine and we could be where we want to go if this wasn't in the way and that becomes mm -hmm. a story. And until you recognize that story and call it crap, that story will keep you where you are and you'll be running on a treadmill. There, there's nobody listening or watching right now that has an extra five hours a day to try to put something in. We're all busy. We all have mm -hmm. a lot going right. on. So you can continue running on the treadmill or driving around in a Ferrari with no GPS and letting that story be the barrier, or you can address it head on. And when you create, when you find that story, just think about, just write down, where am I in life? Where do I want to go in life? Mm -hmm. And what are the things that are stopping me? When you write down those things that are stopping you, you're going to find that's the story you tell yourself. And the best thing to do is prove it's a lie, right? I, I didn't go past high right. school. I, I told myself for years when I was a kid, if I could make a thousand bucks a week someday, I'd be okay because I wasn't that smart. I had dyslexia. I didn't have money to go to college. I fixed wrecked cars in high school and out of high school. I was a mechanic. And I just said, well, maybe I'll get lucky. And that was a story I told myself. My life changed when I changed that story. And, and as simple as that sounds, and all of you listening or watching have heard it before, really let that sink in today. What stories are stopping you? So anyway, that's what right. that section was about. I, I love it. And mm -hmm. uh, it's one of my coaches tells me when, you know, I don't like the story, um, just say F you story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, change it up. Um, I've got a question, and Alan, I know you've got tons, but I'm going to ask this one from Carly Samantle. Okay. Okay. Uh, sometimes I feel like a spiritual girl in a material world. What was your biggest challenge in integrating your spiritual side and, and your need uh, to mon for monetary growth? Oh, that's such a, that's such a great question. Um, so there's a couple things. So here's – what was her name again? 
First her name's Carly. Uh, Carly. 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 When you see this or listen to this, Carly, it's a great question because I understand that balance and I, I want to serve both. But here's what I know. A mentor told me once a long time ago, if you can cut a check for a problem, the problem doesn't exist. Or the problem goes away. If you're worried about taking care of your parents in their old age, you're worried about your retirement, you're worried about your kids someday, you're worried about the bills, you want to be more spiritual, you want to be healthier, you want to build schools for kids in Africa. If you can cut a check for any of that, that problem goes away. And I truly believe if you're listening to this, or you're watching this right now, you were meant and put on this earth for a reason. We all were put on this earth for a reason, I believe. Mm -hmm. But some people have the ability to generate income more than others. And I don't think mm -hmm. that makes someone better or worse. I know some of the greatest people in the world that don't have a dime and don't care about it. But if you're listening to this right now, you might be one of those that were given a gift to know how to market, know how to sell, create a great product, work the, up through the ranks of your company. And if you can acquire money and that's your unique gift, acquire as much as humanly possible yeah. and then do good with the mm -hmm. money. If, so, so here, I, again, this sounds like I'm dropping names, but I was fortunate enough to, I raised a whole bunch of money for uh, Virgin Unite, for Richard Branson's organization. And he invited me and my buddy Joe Polish to go spend a week with him on his island. It was amazing. So we spent a week on Necker Island and, and he noticed that I got up or I get up at five every day and I was running around the island. He said, get up at five tomorrow, let's sail. So him and I jump on, a, on his little sailboat and we sail around the island. So it's three hours, just me and Richard. And I, I asked almost <laughs> a similar question to Richard. And he said, I, he felt bad at one point in his life as he was just acquiring billions, right? And he started yeah. feeling bad. And then he realized, no, this is my gift. Like mm -hmm. I would be doing the world a disservice if I didn't continue to make as much as I can. But the guy funds Virgin Unite completely. The guy's built thousands of schools. He changes lives that nobody even knows about. And what he said to me is, go get better at what you do. Keep making mm -hmm. more money and just do good with the money. And that is your gift to society. Here's what I know. I can go work and I'm not in no way being disrespectful. But I can go work in a soup kitchen five days a week. Or I can go to the soup kitchen and cut him a check for 50 grand and pay meals for months and months. Like, you know, with my book, even we, we've supplied 500,000 meals already. Amazing. It's like, that's the wow. impact I get to make. Um, so that's the way I look at it. And I think if you look at it that way, then you're ethically obligated to go make a bunch of cash and then just do good shit. There you go. I love it. Yeah. Ethically obligated, Carly. So there's a question answered and a great uh, answer at that. And appreciate that, Dean. Alan, what else do we have? Yeah, just to follow up, don't feel bad about the gifts you've been given. You've been given a gift yeah, for right. a reason. If you don't think it's a gift, look at it differently. What can you do with the knowledge? What can you do with the experience to be able to make life better for somebody else? So great, great advice. Awesome. We got another, um, we got a lot of questions. Um, another question from David Partridge here in Portland. He says, uh, dear Mr. Graziosi, what are three universal things you personally do every single day? One, with your mind thought, one with your heart feeling and one with your physical action that'll get you on the right path to meet your goal. Yeah, David, right? Great yep. question, David. Yes. That just, that, I, I know it sounds crazy. I get goosebumps over the silliest things, but the last year, <laughs> the last year of my life, David, maybe the last, for the last 10 years, I've had a really good morning routine. Mm -hmm. But the last year, year and a half, I've really dialed it in. You know, I, here's the thing. 
confidence is the key to success in so many ways. Without confidence, you don't make decisions. Without confidence, you play small. Without confidence, you don't go for the relationship. You don't go for the next level mm -hmm. of income. You don't start the company. You don't ask for the money. You play small. So we have to do everything in our power to protect our confidence because without it, I mean, think about David or anybody listening or watching right now. Have you ever done anything impactful to your life when your confidence was down? Usually not. It's when you don't speak right. up, don't go for it. So right. I look at my morning routine, David, as something that really sets my day up for confidence. It sets me up to not suffer, not worry about the little things, to, to be empowered, be bold, right? So here's what I do at night, and I think everybody should take this down and take your own version of it. You, you don't have to follow what I do, but at night, put your phone on airplane mode every single night without question. When you wake up in the morning, if you roll over and look at your phone, you look at your social media, you look at your email account, you look at a text message, it only takes mm -hmm. one of those messages. Maybe every other day is great messages, but if you have one that's off or something with your business or a coworker, it, it'll ruin your whole morning. So here's what I suggest. Phone on airplane mode at night. You roll over in the morning. Here's what I do. As soon as I open my eyes, and this isn't something I'm perfect at. I have to work on it every day, just like going to the gym. I wake up and I try to think of something I'm grateful for. Now, everybody says that. But I'm going to give you my little secret. Is I don't have – Tony's got his hour of power in the morning, Tony Robbins. I yeah. love that. But I don't have an hour <laughs> to do that, Good right? Yeah. So, so, But there's nothing better. Tony's got it. I think he's got a couple of different morning routines. But mine, I lowered the bar – of gratitude. Meaning if you're listening right now, David, everybody listening, you've done amazing things in your life. You've had success and you want that next level. But when you lower the bar of gratitude, and here's what I mean by that. Do you know that today 150,000 people died and tomorrow 150,000 people will die? If you woke up this morning, you're not one of them. If you're listening to us right now, you're not one of them. And you might be going through some really tough times, but you are here. You get to make a difference. If you can lower the point of gratitude. Listen, I woke up. I, I tell this because I remember waking up one morning and just saying, what can I be grateful for? And I said, damn, these sheets feel amazing. <laughs> the most comfortable sheets. As simple and stupid as that sounds, it yeah. triggers your mind to be in a different frame. Right. Instead of waking up Love and saying, that. oh, what I got to do today, it's like I'm grateful that I slept good. I'm grateful that my pillow, I'm grateful that I can breathe. I'm grateful that my family's alive in this house or whatever it is. So as soon as I open my eyes, I try to find something I'm grateful for. You talked about your mind, heart, and physical. I'm going to tell you all of it. So that feeds my heart, my soul, my mind. Then I feed my body. So for me, that means I walk downstairs. I get up at 5. At 5.05, I'm drinking a glass of green drink. I put a group of screen, uh, green powder uh, I use green juice. I put a scoop in. I do apple cider vinegar, uh, some MCT oil, and a full lemon. I put that in the glass mm. and I down it. Whether it kills acidity, it's my it's my coffee. I feel like I'm feeding my body. So I down a big glass of that. So I fed my mind, my heart, my body. And then I go move, David. Because for me, I don't know if you're anything like me, you guys listening, I can't work out in the afternoons consistently. I get in the groove of my day. Right. I might get in flow mm -hmm. state. Something might go wrong in the company. I'm dealing with stuff and I'm, I just push it off. So for me, it's like I feed my mind, feed my body, and then I go move. I go hit the gym or I go run and I do something quick, uh, you know, right away. I don't think I, I – and here's the thing. I didn't turn my – phone off airplane mode yet. I go get my move in, I get my exercise in. And then when I come back for me, I have a morning routine. I love my kids get up at six 30. So I want to get that all done before six 30 so I can cook them breakfast and have a good uh, conversation. And then here's the next thing 
that I think everyone should write down. This word made a big impact on my life. All of us have to-do lists. And to do mm-hmm. sounds like, oh, I like you, you so many of the things on our to do list. Oh, I have to do this. I need to do this. I got to get this done. Here's one word change. Make it your get to do list. You know, I could be fixing. I could be fixing like cars too. still. I could be fixing cars still. I could be I could be unemployed. I, I, I was I'm one inch away from being a guy that didn't make it right my enthusiasm my ability to sell to write good books that that's all i had i don't have a degree i didn't have money i don't have any of that stuff so i one little shift could have been different and one little shift in your life wouldn't allow you to be here listening to this doing what you do and you do amazing things in the world so instead of i used to do conference calls on tuesday and i hate conference calls i hate being on the phone with people. i just i don't like them and i used to say ah tuesday i have to do these conference calls and then i just thought about it i'm like no i get to do these without those mm-hmm. conference calls i don't get to write books i don't get to be in business i don't get to be on faith i don't get to do any i don't get to impact lives i don't get to help my kids or help charity so everything in my life when i just say i get to do it complete game changer that's that's a way to set your day up for 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 confidence and, and fulfillment sweet i love it great job if you see if the audience sees chris and i looking away from the screen it's because we're taking notes and uh you know we, we we both have journals we talk about it i've written two pages already and uh for those that are out there you know get, get some paper out I and mean, we usually talk about that in the beginning get some paper out and uh write stuff down and uh, i think it's, it's it's really key to be able to document some of the things we're talking about yes it's on video yes we can record it yes we can look at it later but it, I, th- there's something unique psychologically and chemically when you take a pencil and you write down thoughts on paper Different than you recorded and you typed it. I want to show you what's that's what's sitting next to me. There you go. Yep. <laughs> every, every day, every day. If you don't write it down, it doesn't sink in. And for me, even typing it on my computer doesn't make it sink in. Where physically no. in your hand writing it down makes a difference. Yeah. So great, great feedback, Alan. Yeah, Richard. I remember Richard Branson. You you brought him up a minute ago. He was saying something that um, in a meeting he's actually got his notepad. Everybody else has got a computer, and he's got his notepad. And a little, and he and he writes it down, and he keeps it with him. That that psychological effect of actually putting pen to paper is a real. Yeah, key I still thing. do it. I, you're right, because yeah. especially if I'm with a bunch of my team that are younger, I'm the only one sitting mm-hmm. there. It looks like with an old big notepad, <laughs> but that's. But I'm like, I still outwork all you guys, so maybe you should that's get right. off the computer and write some damn notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, totally, totally see that. Okay, Chris, have you got more? We got, I think we've got a lot more questions. I'm just trying to. to yeah, we're trying to streamline um, them so we don't keep these for the next four hours. <laughs> we're, we're, oh, we've got three oh, hours left, right? We have till two today, right? <laughs> yeah, at least that. Uh, right, Dean? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> there, you, there you go. Um, I've got a question from Bradley Callow. Yeah. Bradley says, okay. Hi, Dean. Our business Rich Legacy focuses on helping high-performing families around the world to empower their children to face evolving challenges of a digital age. Most of our clients are entrepreneurs, and a big part of the armament we offer comes from supporting these parents through working smarter in order to free up time to spend with their families. This can also look like getting the children involved in their parents' entrepreneurial journey so parents are still refining themselves and their craft while building a stronger and more supportive relationship with their children, e.g., including their children, uh, let me see, in their routines, 
Okay, so here's the question. <laughs> After first, all of all, that. first of all, so I love that. Done. I didn't know that existed. So if that was yeah. Rich, you said, right? No, what's the name of it? Rich? That was Brad, Brad, Bradley, Bradley Callow. Yeah, so Bradley, what it's was called the name Rich of the company? Lega Rich Legacy. Rich, Rich Legacy. Love it. Yeah, he was actually okay. on our show and uh, yeah. a great guy. And, great program. And, uh, absolutely has an amazing, amazing yeah. story. Um, because he comes from one of these families and, uh, and, and it's just a, a, a very amazing story. Uh, but then the question comes, are there any particular aspects of the routines you propose that are ideal for parents and children to get together? Understanding, of course, that some children may be too young. If you could offer one younger, uh, one offer, what, sorry, if you could offer one for younger kids, and then one for older as well. That would be great. Um, so Th that's again, awesome. Listen, he, he, right. so it's Bradley, right? Right. Bradley. Did I get that right? Bradley, dude. That, that's Bradley. If you're listening, or anybody who's a parent out there, this is this is one of those topics I love to talk about because you know here's the thing. For me, right, I wasn't born with anything. I not the poor me syndrome, but I lived in a trailer park. I lived in a bathroom with my dad. Like. Being humble and being grateful for what I have is easy. Mm -hmm. It's in my DNA. But my kids right. were brought, brought up or born in a different world, right? With I was successful by the time they were born. I waited. I have an eight and a ten year old, and and I had my son when I was uh, forty years old. So it was just a different world he's brought into. And not only do I not want to create two more entitled children in the world, which is my absolute fear, I want to be able to give them the gifts where they can thrive and feel fulfilled, right? I had mm -hmm. to fight and crawl. They don't really have to fight and crawl. So I have to create things for them to, yeah. to overcome, to fail and all that. So <laughs> I would tell, I would say a couple of things that were huge for my family. And it doesn't matter what age your kids are now. And they're not, might not love it at first, but I have a family meeting every single Sunday with my wife and my two kids. We've had it since they were two mm -hmm. and four. Um, and we do it and my son, you know, he doesn't always love it and still will do it. And he sometimes he's not perfectly engaged, but I've watched, I have a lot of routines, but that one's been huge because when we do a family meeting, we started off like an entrepreneurial meeting. We talk about the week, what went right, what went wrong. Uh, we talk about, you know, my daughter is 10 years old. I didn't realize that girl drama starts at 10. All parents who have daughters know that that, that does. I didn't know. I thought that was like, four. okay. I thought that was like. I thought that was like at 14 when that stuff happened. <laughs> no. You know, one friend doesn't talk, doesn't like that you're friends with the other friend. Yeah. And so we'll talk about that and we'll talk about it through what I write in my book, through solution-oriented, you know, uh, capabilities that I didn't acquire until I was probably in my 30s, maybe my 40s. And that meeting allows us to talk about the past. We talk about solutions instead of just giving them the answers. I was like, oh, how do you think you could have handled that better next time? What do you think is the story you told yourself? Or are you going to give your friend permission to rob your happiness? So we get mm -hmm. to have all those cool conversations. And then we talk about what she was grateful for or he, my son was grateful for. And then what do we hope to accomplish that week? And if something big came up or my son plays a base, he's on a baseball team, same team for eight seasons now. He's been playing on the same team twice, two seasons a year for million years he plays a starting pitcher and he's really great he had a game last week and could not throw a strike big game against the toughest team and he went out there and just could not throw a strike and when i talked about it, i said what do you think happened do you think uh you think your arm gave out you think it was your shoulder or do you think it was in here because i could see that your confidence was down so how do you think we can protect your confidence next time you play and we talked about it for an hour that was our family meeting hmm. is protecting That's your cool. confidence and here's what i know 
Bradley and anybody listening has got a parent who's a, who's a parent of any age children. I have always talked above my kids' heads. I know sometimes I talk and it seems like I'm talking to them like they're 20 years old. But here's what I know. They grow into it. And they'll mm -hmm. never look at you and go, Dad, that was a great lesson. Thanks for sharing that. I'm going to go out and be a better human being. Like that's not, that's, not the, that's not what you get. You get when my daughter pops in one day and says, hey, my friend, uh, you know, my friend Riley today said X, Y, Z. And I thought about it for a minute. And I decided I'm not going to – because she's in a bad mood. I'm not going to let her rob my mood. So mm -hmm. I just decided to give her love back instead of being mean. And it ended up being a good day. And like that comes out and you're just like, holy crap. It, it's, it's in there. Right. Like it's in there. I don't know when it's going to come out. And they may never thank you for giving it to them, but it's in there. So weekly family meetings have been great. I go on a date with my son alone once a month. I go on a date alone with my daughter once a month. Um, I uh, my I have partners that are Mormon. I don't, I'm not Mormon, but I have partners that are, and I love some of the things they do. They have something called the Father's Blessing, where the father meets with the, the children, do like an interview once a month. Well, my version of it is I go on a date with my kids, and I told them since they were two that when we're on that date, when we're doing it, there's nothing they can tell me that they'll get in trouble with. Nothing. doesn't matter what you say, what you did. You stole money. You ate cookies when you weren't supposed to. Someday smoked pot or snuck out of the house. When we're on that meeting, you could do whatever you want. So I want to build that trust so one day a month they could just tell me anything. And I, I'm hoping to create that uh, communication for the teens. I'm prepping for teens. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hope those prepping. Yeah, makes a lot of sense, definitely. And I have um, a two, a three, a 10 this year and a 24. So I've been all over the spectrum. I understand completely. And uh, yeah, I love that you uh, talk above them uh, because mm -hmm. I find with my 24 year old, I've been, you know, around personal development my whole life yeah. and really working on myself. And I constantly use used him as someone to talk to, especially when I was learning many, many years ago. Um, but I find that he has adopted that, you know, same uh, awesome. thought process. And, and I love that. I love what you're doing with mm -hmm. the, uh, the kids. So Bradley, hopefully that uh, answers your answers question. Questions. Dean, I love, uh, I love this. This is, this is great. Uh, Alan, this format, by the way, I, like I, the I know format. we're new. And, and yeah. by the way, folks, it it, is just working. to show you, we, <laughs> yeah, we have no, uh, notebooks for a reason because this is the yeah. golden nuggets and quite frankly we don't always get an opportunity to have um you know a guy like dean on the show even though we're gonna have more right dean some friends uh hint hint yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if we if we treat dean right he'll take care of us because that's the kind of guy he is uh that's right. but uh that was a nice tie down i like that that's it <laughs> I've been what, in sales what? a long time, so yeah, that was a good tie down. Yeah, I'm I'm anchored. Just so you know, now I feel He's anchored. <laughs> hey, Dean, just before that's, we that's continue, that's a fist bump for you. <laughs> before we continue, could you do us a favor and and be a little bit more energetic with your answers? Okay, I'll try. I'll try to. We'd really appreciate that. We'd really appreciate that. Exactly. To see that I don't smile. want. I don't want to fall asleep here, so I don't want anybody yeah, saying I'm no snoring. <laughs> okay. As, as we move forward here, we've got another one from uh, Rob Truax. He go, and I hope I, I pronounce his, his last name right. He says, I know and understand that there is an, a, an abundance of wealth out there, but still sometimes struggle. we struggle mentally. I sometimes fall into a lack mentality. What is one of the biggest challenges you had to overcome to achieve 
wealth, and prosperity? And what can I do to keep my mindset right? Great, 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 great question. question. So, great question. That's Rob. So um, Rob. first of all, Rob and anybody listening that has those thoughts or any thoughts, you know, I, I, sometimes it's hard to get perspective. I, I don't know. I'm going to try to uh, articulate this well um, with my limited vocabulary. Um, sometimes it's hard to get perspective on an answer like that because I know the answer right this moment, but I didn't mm -hmm. know it in such an easy, like now I can explain the answer, Rob. So I don't want to just throw this answer out there. Like it was the magical answer that came to me at 27 and the, the clouds parted, the sun came through, I heard angels and ah, oh, and everything was perfect. I've failed miserably. I've woke up depressed. I've had anxiety. I've gone months without sleeping because my business was getting so big and I felt I was going to blow the whole thing up or, or things went sideways. I've been through all those things. But if I can share with you where I'm at in my life and I look backwards now, the greatest gift I could tell you is to be the observer of your thoughts. And, and I know that's, it sounds, that's very Eckhart Tolle-ish if you ever read The Power of Now or Michael mm -hmm. Singer, uh, the, the, um, the Surrender Experiment, and then The Untethered Soul. The Untethered Soul is a, is a yeah. magnificent book. Right. Um, but that process, like if I, I, I said that to my dad literally two months ago, I said, Dad, you understand the space you're in. Why don't you just take a moment, step back, and be the observer of your thoughts, right? And I, but I went in, and my dad looked at me like, well, what are you talking about? Um, like I had three heads. And, and to say that to you, Rob, maybe, maybe you get it immediately, and some people do, some people don't. But I want to tell you that we evolve to think our thoughts are who we are rather than thoughts being things. So let me ask you, Rob, uh, a simple question. Have your thoughts ever lied to you? I asked that question to my dad when he gave me that answer. And he's like, no. I said, really? Have you ever thought someone cheated you, a relationship, a partnership, uh, someone that was doing business for you, got all fired up, started thinking about how could they do this? Why, why did my wife mm -hmm. forget my birthday? Why did my partner not show up when we were supposed to do this podcast? Alan's always screwing me up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, you have these thoughts. <laughs> I hear that all the time. Right? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I just don't thoughts. remember it. Yeah, you have these thoughts. And then you find out, you find out that it had nothing to do with that, that someone who was sick or they weren't there and your thoughts just caused you mayhem and chaos for hours. I have a good buddy, Frank Kern. I just spent the day with him yesterday. And Frank, when he was dating his now wife, they have two kids, the happiest relationship in the world. When they were dating, I went to mastermind with him one day and I fly to California to work on this project we're working on and I get there and he's just distraught. He's like, I started dating this girl. I'm really nuts over it. I text her about an hour ago and she went silent. And I'm like, and he's like, look, can you, do you mind reading these texts? What do you think? Right. And we're like looking and I said, we, we're sitting there. Two guys are supposed to be masterminding a million, multi-million dollar company. And we're figuring out what text to write. So he can keep dating us. We're just going to this now his wife. So we're like three hours in. I'm like, Dude, we threw our best stuff at her. I, I don't know why she's not replying. He's like, it's over. And he's freaked out. We got nothing done. Nothing done. Nothing. <laughs> Four hours later, she comes back on. She says, Hey, babe, I did it. I finally ran 10 miles and I just left my phone on the couch. <laughs> Literally. That was so. I love so, that. Rob, I tell you that because our thoughts lie to us. Our yeah, thoughts right. cause us stress. Our thoughts tell us that we can't do it. Our thoughts tell us right. that we should say yes when we should say no or no when we should say yes. So here's what I want to share with you. As crazy as that sounds, I'd say, you know, uh, read one of those books. Read the Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, or, or read The Untethered Soul. But understand 
that we can step back from thoughts and say, is that thought true? Does that thought serve me? Does that thought help push me towards the direction I want to go? Or is it holding me back? And here's the cool thing. Like the, 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 what's that? The minority report. Remember when Tom Cruise used to swipe yeah, the stuff off swipe. the screen? We were just talking about just, that. Yeah. Just, just swipe the bad thoughts away or mm -hmm. be the observer of mm -hmm. those thoughts. I, you might have, can I tell you a story that's personal to my life on this? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So this, this is a story that you might think is, is not relevant, but it is for the last couple of years. I have been, and because Tony Robbins is a dear friend of mine, we guy changed my life 15 years ago. We got introduced about five years ago, and, and now he's a dear friend. We speak every single week. And Tony really pushed this on me about you don't have to suffer. We, we all suffer. We suffer when the business doesn't mm -hmm. go through, suffer when things go wrong. We have the opportunity to decide not to. We can look at that thought and throw it away in a month, a year, a week, or a second. Right. We have that power. Think about someone who has in a bad relationship. Some people can rebound in a moment, say, I learned from it. It was research and development. I'll never date someone like that again. And someone else can spend three years pining over what that person did. One decided to suffer for a week. One decided to suffer for two years. And I don't care if you don't like that word. You decide to suffer or you decide not to. So the last year I've been really obsessed on observing my thoughts maybe the last three years time goes by quicker than you think right so i'm gonna tell you this story so and and i'm telling this about my family so please feel free to think this through how it could affect you at work with your family with your income with your business so being someone who's trying to observe my thoughts uh take that all away mornings are really special for us we have breakfast i cook for our family and it's just a great thing where we all are together so one morning, my son's got this crazy memory. I could never do what he does. He, and he's got these fancy crayons. And I didn't know that Crayola has the red, blue, green. They also have this like orange, turquoise, majestic, magenta, like, they, like these big elaborate names. They're fancy crayons. So anyway, I pull one out of the box. I'm like, dude, this is a cool color. And he names it. I pull out another one. He names it. He names all 50 of them. Right. Completely not me. I could study that crap wow. for four weeks and not get two of them. Right. So my daughter <laughs> sees it because she sees my son getting praise like my wife and I are like, what the heck is going on? And my daughter goes, I could do that. And I said, Bree, we all have different gifts. My daughter is the inventor. She comes. She's the visionary. My son's the implementer. My daughter's the visionary. Right. So I said, daddy couldn't do it. You have a gift. And I credited her. She goes, no, I can do it. So she takes her crayons. She goes in the other room. She studies them. She comes back. I ask her the first one. She gets it wrong. She gets upset. And all of a sudden out of her mouth, she said, dad, it's because you spend more time with Brody in the morning. I'm like, son of a bitch. You know? So, so I immediately react and go, Brie. Now listen, to this. I thought I was doing good. I said, Brie, her name is Brianna. I said, Brie, don't lie to yourself and don't lie to me. I work my tail off to be equal. You're telling yourself a story to make yourself upset and it's not true. So just throw that thought away. Well, she tucked down her tears and the first time ever she went off to school without giving me a kiss. And when she first left, I'm like, well, I just taught her a lesson and she left. And the only reason, and I'm telling you this story, Rob, to implement anything in your own life, she left. And because I'm trying to observe my thoughts, I said, let, I, I looked through why I reacted that way, why I said what I said. And I realized I did such a horrible thing. I just told my daughters that her feelings didn't matter. It didn't matter that it made her upset. It didn't matter that she felt that I spent more time with Brody because I went by the facts. Screw the facts. My daughter still felt that way and I didn't mm -hmm. acknowledge her feelings. If she was married to someone and I saw her husband do that, I'd take him outside and whoop his ass, right? 
So right, I right. literally, I, I observed that thought. I realized it wasn't right. I, it came from beliefs that I got growing up. I jumped in the car. I drove to school a hundred miles an hour. And you know, when you go to school, you usually have to go get the badge. I didn't even want to wait yeah. for the badge. I like, I you literally just ran jumped right the through fence. the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I jumped the fence and I went to her classroom. I'm like, now that I look at it, they got in get tackled and like on Tackle. the news, right? Man, man breaks right. into school. So I knock on her door. I see her teacher. I'm like, can I talk to Brianna? I walk outside and I just said, dad screwed up. I am so sorry. Your feelings mean something to me. When I thought about it after you left, I realized that you're, that's the way you felt, right, wrong, or otherwise. I need to acknowledge your feelings. I'm sorry. I'll work better on it. I love you. I'll never let that. I don't want you not to talk to me because I don't acknowledge your feelings. And she gave me the biggest hug, and we both walked away smiling. And Rob, you can insert any part of your life or anybody listening or watching, insert any part of your life. When you observe those thoughts, you'll, you'll, you can say you're sorry if you, if you're, you have a habit of yelling or something, and all of a sudden you can observe that and realize you can make a shift. And that never, I never would have caught that if I didn't start looking at what makes me tick. Because our thoughts are not who we are. They're just things. You can take them or leave them. Thoughts are things. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Great Thanks response. for sharing that story. And yep. Yeah, Rob, hopefully that uh, helps you out. That answers I've got questions. another question for you. And uh, Dean, you know, these shows go so quick. And, and uh, you know, we try to keep them as tight as we can. But... We're not uh, we're not John Lee Dumas who can keep a 30 minute show. No, <laughs> but can't do that. Getting close. We're getting close. Um, and and we'll remember. We'll definitely... There's no long shows. There's boring shows. Boring so when people shows. say to me, there you go. when people say to, go. when people say to me, should I do a 15 minute podcast, half hour, hour? Should I write long copy or short copy? Long email, short copy, short emails. I'm like. Okay. Write interesting shit. It doesn't matter how long it matter. is. If you deliver value, <laughs> people will watch forever. It. So yeah. when everybody's like long, short, it's like, no, interesting or not. That's like, that's the there only you go. differentiator. Yeah. Interesting or not. Well, today was definitely interesting and uh, amazing at that. And, and I love the, the format we've come up with with questions. Colleen Riddle asks, when I get full, when I get in full overwhelm mode, I tend to freeze and not do anything. Any advice on how to move out of Thanks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, two things. And this is for everybody. Great question for everybody. When people tell me they're overwhelmed and I get it too. So, so don't, don't feel bad, but, but there's ways to fix it, right? If they're in overwhelm or they need more time or they need, it's not, you don't need a time management or anti-anxiety program. What you need is more clarity and vision. If you have too much mm -hmm. coming in. It means you really don't know where you want to go. So I'll tell everybody, everybody, go talk to 10 people over the next week and ask them what they don't want in life. And people will tell you in seconds, I don't want this job. I don't want overwhelm. Right. I don't want this. I don't want my husband to treat me this way. I don't want my wife to do whatever. And then stop them abruptly and say, well, what is it exactly you do want? And I've done this for years. Nine out of 10 people will go, that's a good question. Or they'll go, hmm, let me think about that. So most of us are walking around knowing what we don't want and have no idea exactly where it is we want to go. So if you don't know exactly where you want to go, then how do you know what to say no to? All I could wow. say is most likely That's you're good. saying yes. You're saying yes to too many things. Everybody listening. We say yes to too much shit. So how do you get clarity? is you take a moment and this is the way I do it. And it's the easiest thing in the world for me. Sometimes it's hard to set goals because there's so much going on. It's like the Tasmanian devil on the road runner. You got dust around us. You can't set a goal. because You can't see a foot in front of you. So here's what I'd suggest for everybody. 
pretend it's a year from today and you're looking back and it was the best year of your life, financially, emotionally, physically, health, all of it. What does that look like? And write it down. This is the best year. I'm making a hundred grand a year. My husband mm -hmm. and I have a great relationship. I lost 10 pounds. I'm going to the gym. Then that is where you want to go and start saying no to the crap that doesn't serve where you want to go. And you give it like no, get you out of Egypt. Yeah. I mean, yes, get you out of Egypt. No, we'll take mm -hmm. you to the promised land. If the right. way you find more time, yeah. the way you lower yeah. complexity in your life is figure out the things that you should say yes to that serve you, serve God, serve your bigger future, serve your family, serve where you want to go and say no to all the other crap. Oh, crap. And, and one of the great ways to do that is to spend the next week and, and write down everything that you do during the week. Just jot it down, everything. I did a podcast and I went and picked up my laundry and then I went here and I did this and I had lunch with a friend. Write it all down. And at the end of the week, instead of making a to-do list, make a not-to-do list. Look at the things you've done and say, what are some of those things I need to quit? They don't serve my bigger future. They don't serve my vision. They don't serve where I want to go. And either quit them, outsource them, or automate them. Right In today's world, we can set automation up to do a lot of things. Everything we can think about can be automated. What can you take off your plate? What can you give to a $4 an hour virtual assistant in the Philippines? What can you give mm -hmm. to your wife or your husband or your friend or someone that you can just pass off things that work better with each people and literally make a not to do list and what should you quit? What should you delegate and what should you automate? And then you find the time and the complexity reduces. I love it. Well, there you go, Colleen. Hopefully that helped. Hopefully that um, helped. And it looks like John Riddle, John Riddle asks, we're almost done, Dean. We're almost done. We got no, we, got, we have 17 more questions. Uh, <laughs> so are we, are, you're, we're live on Facebook right now, right? Yes, yes. we're live. Yes. We're cool. live. We're live. And, and we got With people all watching. This, yeah, we've got people watching. And I hope everybody's sharing. Like, hit the share button right now. Share yeah, this. Yeah, we've got to share. share. Tag your friends share. right now. Share this. Get it out to the world. This is If it's helping you, it'll help your friends. So share this thing like crazy. Definitely. I yeah, appreciate that. Um, and uh, we'll learn next time, Dean, uh, to say that right up front. <laughs> With all the distractions of modern. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you. We learn. It's all good. We learn when we learn, right? Um, yeah, of course. John Riddle. John Riddle, uh, right below, Colleen, asks, With all the distractions of modern life, how do you stay focused on income producing activities? So very similar, just, but I think. Yeah, um, it, it's really similar. I, so I would take the same advice I, I shared with Colleen, but. But think about how important it is to you, right? I mean, do you have problems in your life that you'd like to cut a check for? And would it reduce complexity and bring more joy? I mean, my buddy Joe Polish always says, all we really want in life, when we think it's money, or we really want more mm -hmm. like, ah, that's amazing. And we want less, that's frustrating, right? We want more of the, ah, the right. watch your kids play mm -hmm. sports, go mm -hmm. have fun, do something. And we want less of the frustration. And money checks can create that. Uh, uh, check, checks don't make you a better person. They don't solve all problems, no. but they solve a lot. When someone says to me, no, it's, it's my relationship. I want to fix that. A lot of times, what do they say? 78% of all divorces, money was the biggest component yeah. of the, the breakup. When someone wants to get healthy and they don't have time to go because they got to work harder mm -hmm. or they can't hire a personal trainer or eat organic, better food or get a nutritionist, money could help solve that too. So how important is money? What complexity could it reduce in your life? And how can you go get more of it? So what I would do is decide how important that is to you. 
And then secondly, I take the advice I just shared. Make a not to do list this week. You are, I promise everybody listening or watching right now has moments, maybe more than you should, where you're running on a treadmill or you're in a Ferrari because you can go fast. You wouldn't be watching this if you're not a, someone who wants to produce more, but you don't have GPS. You don't know where you're going. You're just going fast. And Dan Sullivan, who I, I try to give credit when I remember where I heard these things, Dan Sullivan said, you could be two types of entrepreneurs. You can be a treadmill entrepreneur where you're the fastest mover. You go quicker. You're always moving and people admire your movement. Or you can be a ladder entrepreneur where you've seen calm and centered and you're just walking up the ladder. Treadmills get you nowhere. Ladders get you exponential growth every time you take a step. So make a not to do list. Decide what's important and go after it. And if money can solve problems in your life, then then just turn the funnel of energy more towards the money making things you can do. I like it. I like it. I love that. For sure. We've got we've got another one from from Colin George. We didn't we didn't hey. talk about calling yet, have we? I don't think so. No. Nope. He said, um, uh, "What did your success blueprint look like when you initially decided that this was the path that lies in front of you?" I had no freaking clue. <laughs> I still don't. I love and, it. <laughs> and I am so not the type to create a, like. Uh, now listen, I create blueprints in certain aspects. Like you want to learn real estate? I've been doing it. I created blueprints for real estate. Want to learn success? I created millionaire success habits, right? Um, Want to know marketing? I have the blueprint. But as far as my life, uh, think about it this way. Um, Have you ever had a goal? And I'll ask Christopher and Alan, I'll ask you guys this too and everybody listening. Have you ever had a goal in your life that you wanted? Like, you know, I want to do, maybe it's the podcast. I want to do the podcast. And you do everything how you guys have done in 100 episodes plus, right? Congratulations, Mm -hmm. amazing job at what you guys are doing. But along that journey, let me ask you, have there been any strategic byproducts of that goal Mm -hmm. you were going for that could be bigger than this podcast? Have you built a list of people who adore and like you? And if you write a book, maybe the book goes big, right? Or, or anything. Have you met anybody by doing these podcasts that you did side deals and things like that? Why I'm saying that is because what happens is, and, and Colin is like, set a goal and go for it, but be open. It's like going down a stream and you think you're going straight down the stream and all of a sudden the stream splits. Because you're in the stream, because you're going for what you want, sometimes that stream when it splits to the right is a strategic byproduct of your goal and it's absolutely bigger than what your original goal Mm -hmm. was. So for me, I didn't want to be broke and I started fixing cars and I saw people in my little town that had money were in real estate. So I went after real estate the best I could and I discovered and and failed and and succeeded, failed, succeeded. All of a sudden I got really good at it and I decided, well, now that I know this, I watched Tony Robbins on TV and Carlton Sheets back in the day. I'm like, I'm going to create something to help people like they did. And my strategic byproduct of not wanting to be broke and going into real estate was that I wrote books and courses and did infomercials on how to invest in real estate. And then that got bigger. And then when that happened, I decided to write a book because I could tell people needed to get out of their mindset. I wrote Totally Fulfilled it, the New York Times bestseller in a week. And like all of it was, I had, if someone would have told me while I was in special reading in ninth grade, feeling really insecure and (laughs) shy and broke that somebody would say to me, you know, someday you'll be a multiple New York Times bestselling author and speak with Tony Robbins. I would have told them they're full of shit. Right. Right. But I was, I went after my goal. So I, I guess the best way to say it, Colin is, 
if you don't get in the game, you can't score a touchdown. And you could get in the game mm-hmm. and they fumble the ball in front of you and you run it in and win the scoring game, uh, scoring touchdown. But you can't do that unless you get in the game. So set your goals and go for it. But instead of blueprinting out your whole future, and yes, I did, you have to set goals. You have to know where you're going. But be open for the strategic byproducts of that goal that could be bigger than your original goal. I love that. And, um, you know, Alan and I actually met at a Brendan Burchard event in uh, – uh, where were we, Alan? Um, uh, San Fran. Yeah, then, no, San Jose. Was, uh, Palo Alto. Uh, no, San Jose. San Jose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, down San in San Jose. Jose. Yeah, San Jose. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had this idea, this crazy idea, and we just got in the game. We didn't know how to do any of this. Uh, now we're broadcasting live, which is amazing. And um, we're taking our show to a new level. But in between, you're right. We had lots mm-hmm. of different ideas. We met different people. We meet you. Um, and, you know, things have... Uh, blossomed and it's like well, we when you first start out too. with a garden we did and, and and it's like when you first start out with a garden you have to plant some seeds you know some flowers are going to bloom really nice and you're going to figure out the climate mm-hmm. the weather what's going to grow yep. properly yep. and you continue to just kind of figure out until you have a garden that looks um or is going to prosper the way you uh the way you uh, or in that environment, right? And or you yep. just change your your garden to go somewhere else. And yeah, I mean, and and I no, that's, that, a gr- that's a really great analogy. Right. And I mean, and, I need to cut you off. Keep going. No, that's okay. That's okay. And um, you know, that's really what's happened. We then developed our own products as well as what we've been doing with the show and mm-hmm. bringing our alumni together. And uh, and it's funny, uh, Dean, our alumni, our get our past guests, they've also now have done things together, which. That was our intention. We want to bring some amazing people together, create a network, and then that yeah. network has also grown into their own gardens around the around the, awesome. the world. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited about the impact we made. We call it Think Bold, Be Bold. And I know that you know Peter Diamantis uh, because he was a big ins- inspiration for us. Yeah. And that inspiration had, had made us think differently and think bolder and think bigger. And, you yeah, know, really he's, uh, he's a great guy. Amazing guy. Yeah. And, and he goes. I have his. I, mean, I have listen, his 19, that, six, I have his 1966 Cobra in my garage in the other. In the, in the, when he sold. Really? When he when he launched the book Abundance. <laughs> yeah. He ran a contest on who could sell the most right. books would win his 66 Cobra. When I saw oh, that, I was in that car. I sold thousands of his books and I took his car. So oh, I, I, love really well. I love that. I love that. There's a little tidbit. I love that. I love that. And um, we're we're actually uh, we're we're gonna have Peter on our show. Um, we're dealing oh, with awesome. his uh, his folks as well. So that's uh, tell him I said hi. When you got him on. Yeah, for sure. We'll and we've been we've been we working we've been on. working on that one. Yeah, he's been he's been. Yeah, well, we can have twenty five. Uh, we can have up to twenty five sure. people on this show now. So it's uh, it's exciting. I don't know how chaotic that would get, but um, it's sure to be a lot of fun <laughs> either way. Uh, listen, Dean, you're. You know, listen, taking time out for us, we really appreciate it. And and, our, yeah. and, and better yet, our audience and, and answering their questions, I think, goes miles and miles. And not only that, answering their questions that, quite frankly, are going to help others, um, to your point, when they share and, and listen to this and they'll be recorded. And we're going to launch this on uh, iTunes as well and have that Great. out to the world to listen to. Yeah, a couple um, different so, formats. Well, We'll mo- make sure you we guys post- gotta keep, keep doing what you're doing. You know, this is the yeah. world needs more of this so they can see that they can, you know, with everything you heard today or listened to today, remember it's, it's like 
just take what serves you. You don't have to implement all of these things yeah. or you don't have to believe everything I said. And some of it, you could say no way. But if there's one thing that we share today, just one that could allow you a pivot, a change, a, a start, start a new, what, just take that one thing and go out and use it. Don't, you know, what you guys talking about writing notes, like take notes, listen, and just implement one thing. Here's what mm -hmm, I know about sure. the most success. I mean, listen, I feel blessed to know some of the most incredible people in the world that I met a bunch of billionaires and presidents and I never thought I'd be able to do all that stuff. One thing I know about people that are successful is they just take massive action even if they fail. Just go do something today. Something you heard right now, just put it in play right this minute. Write an email, make a phone call, say yes, say no, get a journal. Just do something rather than just don't listen listen passively. That just listening to us, then we're, then I wasted my time today. Right? I did mm -hmm. something so it initiates an action. So just do something today. I love it. Yep. Great. Well, it's I think that was our bold move. On the show. Yeah, I think it was. That was, our, that that was our bold move. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, good. <laughs> Listen, I mean, thank, yeah, you made you. Uh, we leave our audience with a bold move, and you just went right into and it, you and, did uh, it, and and you left everyone. Sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to rob so thunder really or anything. I didn't. No, okay. that was perfect. Really Sorry, Alan. This, I hope you'll be okay. <laughs> it was this. Listen, it was this. I think it's, it was this it uh, environment. Yeah. Uh, it worked. And thank you for uh, again coming on and taking some time out with us, and we really appreciate it. And and you know, hopefully in the future we'll be able to do it again uh, with you and uh, catch up with you. And now that you're uh, you're friends with us, and we look forward to uh, continuing to watch your um, your success grow and prosper, and, and all the world uh, good that you're doing out there as well. So thanks for yeah. doing all that, uh, Dean. We really appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. We'll keep up the good work. Yeah, it's our, been a privilege. Right. Thank you, our so audience. Much. Thank you for tuning in and uh, thank you for listening in if you're catching this in iTunes, Stitcher or Google Play or Podomatic. Really appreciate your time and if you have any questions, info at thinkbowlbebowl.com and it wouldn't be a show without me saying do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.